Earners, what's up? Look, I want to give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click, absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. Earners, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy to use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex, simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k, and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, the real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Let's get into this. Consumer debt passes $17 trillion for the first time. So Americans 
have racked up over $17 trillion in debt. That is up $2.9 trillion from 2019. And the main catalyst of this is auto loans, credit card debt, student loans, and mortgages. Mm. Um, the average American has $59,000 in debt. Uh, 41000 of that is in mortgage. 5400 is in auto loans. Uh, 5600 is in student loans. And 3400 is in credit card debt. And 46% of credit card holders hold, maintain debt from month to month on their credit cards. They're not paying off their balances in full every single month. Oh. So, <clears throat> all right. $17 trillion. Jesus for Americans and debt. Um, yes, where do we still want to say we're in a recession and the VIX is still at? Let me go check right now. I think the VIX is at 17. Volatility index continues to get lower. This reminds me in the scene in, in um, the big short when they're going to the credit rating agencies and saying, Hey, these loans are defaulting. Why have you not changed the grade of the loans? And they're like, Well, we get paid to not change them it's really interesting to see debt be this high and i know we give them flack when it's due but the axiom the dave ramsey uses of debt is dumb it's true um i always said it if you have a ton of debt i don't know one person that has three hundred thousand in debt and if we were to give them three hundred thousand to wipe it away they wouldn't take it live below your means have to build a business have to invest i know it is tough to stay disciplined but as a country, I think we've gotten, and, and I'm going to be very clear, it's the companies and marketing that pushes us to be in debt to buy things that we don't need to make companies stable that are mm -hmm. actually in, unstable without us consistently buying them. It is getting scary, though. We'll talk about it later, like our uh, country's jet, debt to GDP ratio as well. But I feel like they are trying to collapse the credit worthiness of the consumer and put us in more debt so that the regulations later would be easier to pass. Um, even with the crypto market, like I, we'll talk about it later, but I feel like they are not every Avenue that people had to make money last year or, or in 2020, they're slowly closing those lanes off, but we have to get this under control immediately. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I looked at it, uh, not surprised, <laughs> Uh, but I always think back to like, let, let's let's go back to two to three years. Like these are the effects of a pandemic, mm -hmm. right? If we look at unemployment, if we look at wages, when people don't have money, yeah, they're going to go to credit, right? And again, and you said this this weekend, you had a, a great monologue about America being built on debt, but that's what's happened. That's what's happened. And even inside the pandemic, when we were looking at interest rates and it was like, great, this is a great time. You can refinance your home. It's at a low rate. Mm -hmm. People were taking out home equity lines of credit. And when you take out home equity lines of credit at a low interest rate, that's great for you for the immediate. But you're adding to the length of your loan. Yes. And you're adding to the debt that is going to be accumulated because it doesn't matter if you bought a home for 400000 right? By the time the bank is, the 30-year mortgage is paid, You've paid well over a million dollars at home. Yeah, easy. Right? And so easy. I looked at the number. They said 14 million homes were more, or 14 million mortgages were refinanced during the pandemic period starting in March 2020. 14 million homes. So you got to think about that, right? Like at one point, banks stopped giving out HELOCs. I remember going to a bank that <laughs> I frequent and they were like, yeah, we're not offering it anymore. 
just because mm-hmm. the amount of debt that had been accumulating. But like you said, student loan, right? That's been on pause. That's been on pause. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that the debt is still increased because people are still going to school and they're accumulating debt, let alone the people who are in repayment and haven't had to pay for two and a half years. So this number could actually be higher, right? If this wasn't a freeze until I don't who I think next September. That and then when we talk about interest rates again, as we're going through the pandemic, we talked about the semiconductor problem. Mm-hmm. That affected cars. And so now there's less cars being made with the same products. And so now when there's less cars, there's going to be a premium on the cars that they have in inventory. And so now you're going to be paying over sticker. And if you're financing and you don't have great credit, then you're going to be paying a higher interest rate. And then that loan gets increased. And so all these factors are happening at the same exact time. On purpose. Can we be very honest? How did they get 72 million chips all available for Dodge Chargers in one quarter? I know these are numbers is like a gross extrapolation, but they were driving up the value of houses, 30,000, 40,000 over asking. Some people were paying $20,000 above asking price for a car. They crashed the market and all of a sudden AMD and NVIDIA had enough chips to power your Tesla. The number one way to increase price is to limit the supply that is available. I feel like that was done on demand. So for those of you who in the comments that may be watching the clip, hey, what's the play? The play, which I hate the term, but it's to invest in companies that monetizes debt. Visa is one of them. Historically, one of the best companies in the credit card space. Um, the return has been absolutely amazing. If you can get it around maybe 209, great. And if you think America is going to have less debt and consumers are going to have less debt, then you can short visa. That would not be wise. But if you want to go long visa, um, you'll see some considerable gains there because I want to get some actionable items for those who may be joining. If this is your first time, maybe watching the program. Super shot of learning. Five-year return on visa, 76%. Uh, Six-month return is 10% while we are in a recession that they will not call. How you feel about Amex? I like Amex too. I wow. think visa is just a leader, but if I had to pair them, it's like a Twin Towers. Um, that is a great credit spread that you can play. Um, as a result, if I pull up the stats real quick, all-time return for Visa is 5,826%. Mm. They have been down over the last year, down 5%. But I like Amex if you hold for the long term, for sure. So that's that's one way to benefit from it. So, yeah, can can we do a monologue? Do a monologue? Yeah. Oh, yeah, come on. Let me get you right. Let me get you right. It's been a while. Well, let me. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna space you in. Get you ready. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, get, get, get the camera angle right. I gotta get you right. Very, very important. Let's make sure. There we go. That, yeah, okay, that's good. Um. <laughs> all right. So, speaking about this this debt situation, it, it it brings up a bigger issue. Um, that nobody really wants to talk about, where Americans are addicted to debt. And so, yes, Americans are addicted to debt. We live in a society that has forced us to be layaway consumers. We're in, we're, we're in a layaway economy. Mm. Nobody even realizes it. Remember back in days, you used to go to like TJ Maxx in these stores and you put $30 down on something that cost $100. You make a couple of payments and then three months, you actually be able to get the sweater. Um, the only difference now is that you can actually get the sweater without having to actually pay for it for it until you actually are done. So when you think about things like a car, a home, even college, credit cards, the common denominator is that we're spending 
on things that we can't afford. Mm -hmm. And we've been trained to put as little down as possible. Like that's something to, to be celebrated when even in the homes, right? Most, a lot of places in the world, the mortgage system is completely different. They don't have the same, like you buy a home in cash or you yes. put down 50%. We're like, okay, how can we put down 1%, 3.5%? Well, what happens is that the only real people that benefit from this system is the banks because you're, we're trained to put down as little as possible, right? But there's nothing, you don't get nothing for something for nothing in this world. So by putting down as little as possible, that means that you pay interest. And who collects the interest? The bank. So by the time you actually get finished paying for your home, you pay, you could have brought three properties for that same amount. So it's like, and this happens at every income level, even people that are millionaires. Somebody has a million dollars, instead of buying a home for $500,000 in cash, they put 10% down on a $10 million home mm -hmm. that they can't afford. And this happens in, in college. Instead of going to a community college, which is virtually free, you want to go to an out-of-state school and major in something that you're not going to make any money in and go into $150,000 of student loan debt. And then when you come out of college, then you can't even work to pay your loan back. Mm -hmm. This is the same for credit card debt because you're spending your credit cards on vacations to go to Miami and Balenciaga bags because we are trained to not think about it now. We'll think about it later. Mm -hmm. And when the hangover comes, we just delay it even more and just push the can down the road even more. So auto loan, same thing. Instead of buying a car that you can actually afford, well, how can I get the Mercedes? Can't afford it, but $500 a month, not that bad. Just go for it. Just do it. YOLO. So... Yeah, we can give you solutions on how to, you know, cut debt and how to invest in companies. That's important. But why don't you try buying things that you can actually afford? That would probably be even more beneficial, right? So this is something that I know a lot of people don't really want to address this issue because this makes us look in the mirror. But we're constantly putting ourselves in debt for things that we can't afford to impress people that we don't know. And eventually... You're going to have to pay it back. Yep. And it's a sobering, it's a sobering reality, but the party always ends at some, some point, point. Mm -hmm. at some point in time. So I just think it's important just to, you know, put that in perspective. And like I said, this is, this is, this is a, a notion that Americans have come to normalize, but a lot of places in the world, they don't understand that. They're like, right, you want to live somewhere? Your home costs a hundred thousand. You save money until you have a hundred thousand dollars. Big facts. And then you buy the home. Or you, yep. or you, or you, or you move in with five relatives and each put down twenty five thousand. Yeah, and now you each have a room. Mm -hmm. That's that's an option. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like we've just become so desensitized to borrowing money and stretching things out as long mm -hmm. as possible. Twenty year mortgages, thirty year. They talking about fifty year mortgages. Like, yeah. just 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 be careful. Be careful. Be mindful. And, and going to, to your point. If we look at countries, so everyone listening, you don't have to follow anything that we say, right? Look at the companies, countries that have a inverted yield curve, which predicts recession. I want to name some of them. Chile, Iceland, Czech Republic, Canada, Sweden, United States, New Zealand, Qatar, Israel, Germany, Norway, Hong Kong, Switzerland, 
South Korea, and the United Kingdom. These are the biggest nations, and all signs are pointing to debt accumulation leading to destruction of GDP. For those mm. who don't know what that means, all those countries are like underwater and broke right now. It's a threat to national security also. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the weaker you are as a country, the more debt you have as a country, now that is a ripple effect across pretty much every area of the economy. So individuals have too much debt. The government has too much debt. We're borrowing money from companies. The companies are under the pressure of foreign entities. The government's borrowing money from China. It's all coming back. Oh, fear monger, Rashad. You know, no, we're just talking about China. It's just the reality. So it's like China. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.